Let me open up with the first prayer of intercessory. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as those come before you right now, in this place, in this hallowed place, God, we ask that you hear their prayer. Lord, that you first of all forgive us of our sins and our trespasses. Lord, we ask that you bless us and keep us and hold us, draw us nearer unto thee. And Father, we ask that you continue just to keep on touching us and caressing us with a hand of love. And Lord, we thank you for even times that we need a hand of correction. Father, we ask that you continue to bless, that you, you by your grace and mercy, God, that you just continue just to make yourself known to us, that you make yourself in our lives the predominant figure that, that rules and abides within us. And so, Father, I give you the, the, the glory. I give you the praise. I give you the honor, God, right now. And God, we ask that you just continue to keep on blessing. In the precious name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen, 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 amen. Amen. Do I have some saints praying in the house right now? Amen. Are there some issues that we need to address in particular? There's sickness. Anybody dealing with sickness or sickness in the family? Just lift up your hand in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to speak to that right now. I need, I need somebody just go ahead and start praying. Just start praying wherever you are. Hallelujah. Are there family members that are stressing you out? Amen. In the name of Jesus, come on, lift up your hands right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Those of us who are still in the workforce and, yeah, and the folk on the job, around the job, are they, are they pressing on your last nerve? Come on. And that lift up your hands and say, Lord, hallelujah, I need, you to, I need you to walk before me on my job. Lord, I need you to be there when I show up. Lord, I need you to already fix it before I, I, I come in and open the door. In the precious name of Jesus, anybody dealing with personal issues of finance and personal issues of, of, of just stuff just happening from day to day, hallelujah. Come on, you need to speak it out right now. If you want power, you need to call upon power. Call on the one who has all power. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I need you to do something. And while you're calling out those things and while you're lifting up hands and while you're identifying the things that are plaguing you, the things that are coming against you, I need you to understand something. You need to grab a hold of this, that you need to conceive this in your heart, mind, spirit, body, and soul, that you need to, to embrace the fact that you need to say this right now. I am a child of God. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I am a child of God. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Come on, somebody need to say, I am a child of God, a child of the King, a child of the Most High, a child of the risen Savior. I am God's best. Somebody need to shout in here. I am the elect. I am the chosen. I am the called out. I am the ecclesia. I am the people of God. I am the anointed. I am the one that God called from the foundation of the world. I know who I am. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to serve notice on the devil this morning. You messing with the wrong one this time. Somebody needs to tell Satan right now, you messed up when you came to my door because I'm going to stand flat-footed. I'm going to stand still and behold 
the salvation of my God my God has been delivering somebody needs to testify in this moment to say that you know what God not only brought me from a mighty long way but my God brought me all the way somebody needs to tell your finances listen I've been broke before but I've never been busted I, I can get back up again somebody needs to speak to their body I know I'm hurting right now I may be in pain right now I may have conditions right now but I know a healer a doctor that never lost a patient sometimes you got to speak to yourself hallelujah 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 in this intercessory prayer somebody needs to grab hold of a scripture and just simply say I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continue oh hallelujah tell somebody needs to tell the devil I know you are lying somebody needs to call out in the name of Jesus I've been blessed I've been kept I've been down and brought back up again I know the master for myself I know that God came to save my soul hallelujah hallelujah somebody need to talk to God this morning somebody just need to call out in the name of Jesus glory to God glory to God in the highest hallelujah hallelujah don't let nobody prompt your praise don't let nobody pump up your praise you ought to have a reason for praising him by yourself you ought to have a cause to give God some glory just because he woke you up this morning just because God favored you oh hallelujah somebody shout in here God favored me hallelujah hallelujah somebody needs to call out the names of those children that you've been praying for put it in the atmosphere somebody needs to call upon God right now and say Lord here's my child I give them over to you Lord you lent them to me for a little while God I'm giving them back to you in the name of Jesus you need to speak that right now Lord cover them Lord keep them Lord watch over them and most of all God deliver them deliver their heart deliver their mind and spirit oh in the name of Jesus come on speak about your children speak about your grandchildren wait a minute maybe we need to go back and we need to break some generational curses in the name of Jesus somebody needs to declare yes my parents was messed up and some of those same curses that was in my parents that was in my grandparents that was in my lineage oh God some of that mess fell down on me Lord in the name of Jesus forgive me deliver me touch me bring me out 
curse. Lord, break the curse with me in the name of Jesus. Break the curse right now. And now, God, deliver me as you deliver my children. Deliver my children as you deliver my grandchildren. Break the curse right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, lift us up out of poverty, the poverty of despair. Lord, lift us up out of poverty of our finances. Lord, lift us up out of the poverty of our no can do praise, but open up our praise in us that's filled, that will overflow. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless right now. Lord, I speak against every devil that has come up out of hell. Lord, I speak against the things that plague my mind. Father, I speak against the things that are dragging us down. Lord, in the name of Jesus, deliver this house. That this house be a house of prayer. That this house be a house of worship. That this house be a house of praise. Lord, in the name of Jesus, stir up. Stir up. Stir up the gift. Hallelujah. Stir up the gift where I got to get up on my feet and I've got to shout your name. Stir up the gift so that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stir up, stir up, stir up, stir up, stir up the gift in me, oh God. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Stand up. Hallelujah. Lord, break yokes in here. Lord, break those who are bound. Lord, break those right now who are still caught up in their own mess. Lord, break it right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, some are sitting here in shame. Hallelujah afraid if they give you praise all of the other folk who know about our stuff will look at us and condemn our praise but in the name of Jesus I don't care about anybody what I care about is what you think in the name of Jesus Lord deliver this church Deliver this congregation. Deliver these families. Deliver these people. Father, bless right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, fill us. Lord, feed us. Lord, keep us. Feed us till I want no more. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Now with power, we come before your throne. Now with power, we come with raised up heads to 
to the sky looking to you from whence comes our help lord now we come believing that with god all things are possible in the name of jesus lord we thank you lord we thank you hallelujah hallelujah glory to your name i'm walking with confidence i'm talking with confidence i'm lifting up holy hands with confidence knowing that you will make a way out of no way i'm going to a place lord in the name of jesus i'm gonna give you praise where there's always howdy howdy and never goodbye i'm going to a place god lord where you reign supreme forevermore in the name of jesus hallelujah somebody help me give god some praise Oh, hallelujah, 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 come on, hallelujah, somebody said, when I woke up this morning, I didn't have no doubt, Hallelujah. He put power in my hands. He put power in my feet. He made my eyes to see. He gave my tongue to talk. When I woke up early this morning, I didn't have no doubt. Jesus, Jesus, he's a way maker. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 bless you. Thank you, Psalms. Thank you for coming on. As they are taking their seats in this 22nd chapter of the book of Luke, as God has given us grace and mercy, oh, in the name of Jesus. I thank God for what he's doing in this place. I'm still wrapped up in this series 
as we go forth in this series of building the house. And I, I, I want to stop by here, even though it is Palm Sunday. And at the same time, I want to show you where in this section of the house that we're building called devotion, that Jesus encourages disciples to participate in devotion to make time, to make ready, to set a place, to set aside, to come in with a mindset of worship and communion with God. A time of reflection, a time of going back and understanding just where God has brought you from. Devotion says that I get into uh, my mindset with God to be able to talk with him, commune with him, and recognize what he's done for me. I recognize because as they go to prepare the Passover, they go back in a time of reflection of what God had done, but more so for the disciples, it was for what God was about to do. Amen. Somebody need to get an understanding here that God is about to do something. God has already done something in, 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 in the fact that he went to Calvary's cross. God has already done something in the fact that he died for you and for me. God has already done something. And see, we need to get an understanding. We need to get closer with God and, and have a time with him where it's outside of everybody else and so if you deal with this book of the bible called luke by this physician this 42nd book of the bible with this 24 chapters it's 1151 verses of scripture contained therein are some 25,944 words it raises some 165 questions and out of this book, you'll find that there are nine Old Testament prophecies and there are 54 New Testament prophecies and some 930 verses of history. You will find within this book that there are 118 fulfilled prophecies and 103 yet to be fulfilled. And then yet within this book, you'll find there are two distinct messages from God. And as we deal with Luke and as we understand him and as we embrace him and as we begin to look over how he is talking to us and what he has to say to us, he talks to his disciples and God is speaking and, and saying, listen, it, it, it's time for the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It's time for us to prepare for the Passover. The Passover must be killed. And they were thinking that they were talking about a lamb. They, they thought they were talking about an animal. They thought that he was talking about some, some, some uh, sacrificial beast from the field when Jesus was really talking about himself. When he was really trying to get over to them, I'm about to do something extraordinary for you. I, I'm about to do something that can nobody else do throughout the ages. I'm about to enter into a realm that no one could dare go into but for me. And so he tells them to prepare. But 
Even in this, there's a lesson. I know you know the story, but, but we need to take another look. Just help your neighbor and say, take another look, if you will. Just, just take another look. Now, I, I, I know you can recite the story. I, I, I know you've got it all together. You've heard it from Sunday school. You've been to Bible study and all that. But, but if we take another look, there's some extraordinary things that happen here. In fact, as he was preparing for the triumphant entry into Jerusalem, there was another story told in the Gospels where he told them to go get a donkey, go get a colt that had never been ridden on. And as he told them to go get that, he said, you'll find him tied up and bring him to me. And if anybody says anything to you, tell them that the master has need of it. They went and they found the coat they were bringing. They told him exactly what Jesus had said and they released him and let them go on their way. That's just a little story about a donkey and about the disciples. But take another look. It says that Jesus evidently has somebody already set up to do his work. My, my God, now think about this. If we take the component parts of this story and understand that this colt had never been ridden on, why then has it never been ridden on? It must be for some reason that someone told him, don't let anybody ride on this colt. Because if you got one, you're going to ride it. If you got one, why did you have it in the first place? If, if you wasn't going to do something with it. And so apparently Jesus had something already hooked up with somebody else. What I'm trying, oh, I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm going to tell you anyway. What I'm trying to tell somebody here is that you ain't the only one. God has got somebody already set up. If you don't serve, if you don't know what to do or how to do, if you don't care to do, God says, I got somebody that can work this out for me. I need to come into Jerusalem on a colt and not on a horse, but on a donkey that's a symbol of peace. I've got somebody already set up. And just to know that it is of peace, I, I want this colt never to be ridden on so that when I ride on it, I want you to understand I got power even over the cult not to buck and jump and run and do everything that he wants to do. I've got power over people as well as beasts. That doesn't mean a whole lot to a whole lot of people but when he says the second thing, my brothers and my sisters, when he says in Luke, he says Peter, John, here's what I want y'all to do. I want you to go prepare the Passover that we may eat. And they said to him, well, where? <laughs> where, 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 where do you want to do this? Where shall we prepare? And he says, and Jesus comes up with something else. He says, behold, when you enter into the city, there shall you meet a man or a man will meet you bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he entered in. Now, at first glance, go to the city. You gonna see a man, follow him into the house. On the surface, for most of us, there's nothing wrong with that picture. But wait a minute, let's examine it a little closer. 
He says, go into the city. He says, first of all, you shall meet this man or this man is going to meet you. He's going to be coming toward you. The odd thing about this individual is that he's carrying a pitcher of water. The problem with that is that men don't carry pitchers of water. In other words, I'm going to send you to some place where you're going to see some strange stuff. The reason that the man doesn't carry pitchers of water because in that culture, it was the woman's place to carry or bear water as they go to the public place to bring water back. Men did not do that. So first of all, it's odd for the man to be carrying the water. Secondly, it's odd for him to be in the middle of the day carrying water when they would normally get the water in the morning to prepare for the daily meal. You're going to run into some odd characters along the way. You're going to run into some stuff that doesn't meet the form or the norm that you're normally thinking about. He says, when you get there, when you walk into the city, you're going to see a man. He's going to meet you and he's going to be carrying a pitcher of water. I want to give you some identifying marks about him. That because he's strange, he's out of order, he's not in the right place where everybody or where you thought everybody ought to be. He said, but here's what you do with this man. What I want you to do is follow him. Follow him into whatever house he goes in. That's where you go. Now, verse 11 gets real strange. And oddly enough, I'm just about done. Verse 11 gets strange. He says, and you shall say unto the good man of the house. Jesus qualifies him as a good man. If Jesus qualified him as a good man, it tells me that Jesus must have a relationship with that man in order to know that he is a good man. That that man has either done something or lived in such a manner that he is a, he didn't instantly become a good man because he was carrying a pitcher of water. It tells me that Jesus must have already known something about him or had some kind of encounter about him but prior to the disciples going to meet him. He's a good man. Say to the good man of the house. The master. Now watch this. This, this is crazy. When I got to reading this and studying this. It, 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 just, it just went crazy. Say to the master. Mm, said unto thee. Where is the guest chamber? Now, wait a minute. The disciples go tell the man. And all they come in with is the master wants to know where's the guest chamber. Show us the guest chamber. Now, 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 now the crazy part, Deacon, is that Jesus tells them to ask where it is. But then Jesus is going to tell them where it is before he gets through talking to them. He says, the master said, where is the guest chamber? So it's not for Jesus' benefit to know where the guest chamber is. It's for the disciples to understand that Jesus already knows where the guest chamber is. 
the other thing that I want you to catch in this is that they said, tell the man that the master wants to know, which to me sounds like code, which to me it sounds like, listen, keep this room ready until you hear from me. And when you hear from me, then show the folk that I sent to you where the room is. Just like with the donkey, keep that donkey ready for me. And when I'm ready for him, I'm going to send some folk to you. And when they say the master has need of him or the master wants to know where the room, you'll know that the message is from me. And you know that I'm the one that's on my way, that my time is at hand. You let them know I got some cold words for you. And when they walk in there and can say the right thing at the right time, then that's when we going to come together and make all of this work out. Jesus says, Where's the, where, where, where shall I eat my Passover with my disciples? And then in verse 12, Jesus says, and he shall show you. Jesus wasn't trying to find out where the room was. He says, now listen, when you say this to them, and, and you'll know it's the right man, because then he's going to respond in kind by showing you what I told you to look for. And so somebody needs to understand here. When God calls and when God talks to you, you need to understand that will be confirmation coming behind whatever is being said. I got a few people in here that understand confirmation. Don't let anybody come with you with any kind of thing. But when the master says it, when you get word from on high, you know that God is about to turn this thing around. When you get word from the master, you know that your deliverance is not. When you get word from the master, you don't know you don't have to cry no more. When you get word from the master, he says, look here, he says, look. He says, he will show you a large upper room. And guess what? Just so that you know this is not just any room, I want you to know that the room is gonna be furnished. It's already gonna be laid out. It's already set up. The table is already set. The tablecloth is already on there. I want you to know that it's a room that's been prepared. I want you to know that it's a room that, that, that I've already had some conversation about this man with. He's been keeping this room for me because I know I had to come to this appointment in time just so that you might be delivered. Oh, you've been with me all of this time. You've been coming to church all of this time, but you really don't know me. I want to let you know you ain't the only one that's got some power. You ain't the only one that's saved. You ain't the only one that I talked to. You, you're not the only one that I've touched. You're not the only one that's blessed. You're not the only one that's got an anointing. You're not the only one. I got some folk that you don't even know about. So when you go to that man's house, look in the upper room. Find out that it's already furnished. Find out that it's already set. Oh. Oh. For some of us, it gets deeper than that. For some of us, 
Hallelujah. Where the master has need. Hmm. We are the room. Oh my God. Some of us, God has already been speaking to. God already been working with us. He's been working on some things. He's just waiting for, for the right time, the right appointment, the right period. He's waiting for the right moment so that he can come on in to the upper room. God has been preparing your heart. He's been preparing a place. God has been cleaning up some stuff. Oh, that's why you don't do the things that you do. You should do that. That's why you don't talk or walk the way that you used to walk. Because God has been cleaning an upper room in your house so that he can come in and have some devotion time with you. He wanted to get with his disciples. He wanted to talk with his disciples. He wanted to break bread with his disciples. He wanted to drink wine with his disciples. He wanted to sit there and teach them to understand that it's his body that's going to be sacrificed. That his blood would be shed. He wanted them to understand that you need to come into a room and commune with me. You need to get into a place that's a little bit above the rest of the house. You need to get into the upper room. Tell somebody, go to the upper room. He says, Go there, make ready. If you make ready, church, some stuff about to happen in the upper room. That's why when you come in here and then we start talking about devotion and folk just sit there and look at you like you're crazy. When you start talking about intercessory prayer and folk look at you like you're crazy. When folks are reading scripture, the word of God, they look at you like you're crazy. They just sit there and they just wait to have the song after song and they look like you're crazy. But what's happening, what's really going on, God is saying, I'm preparing the upper room. You need to get ready and understand that if you don't catch the song, you're not ready for the upper room. If you don't hear the scripture, you're not ready for the upper room. If you don't get, if you can't get into the prayer or open up your mouth and pray for yourself, if you're too hard and too laundry just to even lift up yourself, oh my God, you're not ready for the upper room. But I want God to know that I'm ready to go into the upper room. I'm ready to sit down at the table called grace. I'm down. I want, I want to sit down and let Him serve up some mercy. I want Him to serve up a fresh anointing. I want God to serve up some forgiveness. I want God to make me understand that by His stripes I know that I'm healed. I want God to make me to know Him in the parting of my sins. I want God to, to touch me so that I want to. I want God to fill me so that I want no more. I want God to touch me to put strength back into my limbs and give me power from on high. I want God to, to speak to me so that I can only hear his voice. I'm preparing myself for the upper room. When they sing the song, I want to be in the upper room. When they pray that prayer, I'm going to be in the upper room. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when they preach that word, I can lift up holy hands in the upper room. 
because I've had some time in devotion. I've had some time in dedication. I had some time spending with God. I, I had some time confessing my sins. I, I had some time talking it over with Jesus. I had some time giving it all over to the master. And when I came up out of the abyss of my foul ugliness, when I came back up from out of the pits of hell, when I came back out of Sheol, when I came back out of the hell, the pit that God has cast all liars in, when I started to rise back up, I can't help but give God some praise. God is worthy. Tell somebody, make it ready to go to the upper room. Make ready to give God his due. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I told you I'm done. The door of the church is open. I told you I'm, it's over. I, see, I came here, Deacon out came here after already having devotion. I, I found myself rolling and tossing and turning last night. I found myself seeing God. I saw God in this scripture. I could see him talking to his disciples. I could see the disciples scratching their heads. I saw them going. They found the man. They saw the picture, but they couldn't make a connection. They followed the man into the house, went up and asked the question. They got the answer, go to the upper room. And the whole time, they missed the whole plan. That Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is God. That Jesus is King of Kings. That Jesus is the Master. That Jesus got somebody that he can use. That Jesus has been working on somebody that you've been stepping over. Jesus has been working on somebody that you passed by. Jesus, hallelujah, there might be somebody in your very household just because you've defined them in the role that you defined them in. You've forgotten that there's an anointing inside of them that you didn't put there an anointing that you can't take away you better watch how you treat the children of God listen listen there's a whole lot of people around you that just blessed out their minds and they don't even know why they think that they got it going on they don't even know why and you don't know as much as they know. You don't have as much as they have. But the thing that you do have is Jesus working on the inside. And because God loves you, he starts to bless everything and everybody that's all around you. Hallelujah. Don't get mad when folk don't get it. You just keep on walking in your anointing keep on praising in your anointing 
Keep on singing with your anointing. Keep on living by the grace of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell somebody, you ain't the only one. Hallelujah. The door of the church is open. Doors of the church are open right now. Doors of the church are open right now. Doors of the church are open right now. Won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come?